Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture this morning is coming from the book of Judges, chapter 6, beginning in verse 11. The Bible says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an oper, and pertained unto Joash the Azurite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midnights, have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midnights as one man. As we look at this story, I want us to look at the unlikely deliverer. And first of all, we look at the call, and the angel of the Lord as he come to Gideon, he called him the mighty man of valor. And what a odd thing that would be if you was in Gideon's shoes. We've got to realize that the nation of Israel had had to run back and hide in caves. They had been oppressed for seven years by the Midianites. The Lord had let them fall into their hands because of their disobedience. And here Gideon was down in the wine press choking on the chaff which the wind would have drove away if he had been on the threshing floor. Now, the threshing floor would have been at the top of the mountain. It would have been somewhere very open, and the wind would have come and would have blew that away. But here he was. He was hiding. He was down in this little little room, this little wine press, this dugout area, and he was threshing the wheat, and he was choking on it. He was hiding from his enemy. He was hiding from the Midianites. And imagine... Imagine what he must have thought, how he must have felt whenever the Lord came, the angel of the Lord come and said, Thou mighty man of valor, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you to deliver your people. I imagine Gideon, he probably laughed. He struggled with believing it, and we see he certainly did. We see the call where he come to him, but I want us to look at the concern, the concern Gideon had in verse number 17 and he said unto him if now i found grace in thy sight then show me a sign that thou talkest with me before we go on if you remember in verse number 15 gideon questioned god he said he was poor but in verse 27 we look and we see that gideon had 10 servants now i don't know about you i don't have 10 servants i doubt anybody listening to me this morning has 10 servants but I certainly wouldn't think somebody that had 10 servants would be poor. Now, I don't know if Gideon was looking at somebody down the road that had 20 servants or had 50 servants, but I've got to say, I believe Gideon was blessed. He had something to offer. A lot of times we look at our gifts, we look at what God gave us, and we look and we say it's just not good enough. But if you're here today, if you're listening, if you're still alive, God has gifted you with something you'll be able to reach people that won't never hear my broadcast they won't never come into the church you'll be able to reach people your pastor can't reach 
there is somebody out there that God is specifically planning to use you to talk to, specifically planning to use you to reach if you will just let him. Don't underestimate your gifts. Don't underestimate the particular personality, the particular gifts that God has given you. Make sure you're ready and you're willing to use them for God. But here Gideon, he starts questioning God. He says, God, I I just don't think he can use me. My family's too poor. And then we go on here in verse number 18. Gideon tells God, depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of epa of flour and flesh. And he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon the rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And when it was good and wet, whenever it was good and soaked with something that wasn't flammable, the Bible tells us the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff that was in his hand and he touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh of the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight, and we see it. Gideon built an altar. He he was excited. He believed God did that, but he still was not convinced. And I've got to ask you, why did Gideon not believe God in the first place? We as Christians, a lot of times, got to tell us to do something, and before we do it, we ask God to send a sign. And here, God in His gracious mercy sent a sign for Gideon but what would happen if we just obeyed God when God tells you to do something what would happen if we just trusted God and we just went ahead and did what he said we did what he asked us to do without seeing a sign but see Gideon he wasn't ready to trust God he built an altar he worshiped God but then God told him he's told him to go and to tear down the altar that was built to Baal by his father. And Gideon, the Bible, I won't read it for the sake of time, but Gideon, the Bible tells us he went in the nighttime and he tore down that altar. He destroyed it. And then uh, after he destroyed it, he was afraid. He was afraid to do it. That's why he did it at the nighttime. But after he destroyed it, he was afraid. He was scared of what was going to happen. And he had good reason. The whole town come up and they rose against, against him. It says in verse number 30, Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die, because he hath cast down the altar of Baal, because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. But look what God did in the heart of Joash. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will you plead for Baal? Will you save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death while he is yet mourning. If he be a god, if Baal be a god, let him plead for himself, because one hath cast down the altar. Therefore on that day he called him Jeroboam, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he hath thrown down his altar here, you hear Gideon's dead whenever he thought he would be mad, when he thought he would be angry. He took up for him. I believe we had a little bit of a conversion. We had a change of heart. I believe God definitely did that. God used Gideon in a mighty way, but Gideon still wasn't convinced. He still wasn't ready to go out and to listen to God. What did Gideon do? One of the more famous passages in the Bible, something that has been used as a saying many times, he went in verse number 36 and 
Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor. And if dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. I've heard many Christians over the years say, Well, the Lord told me to do something, and I laid out a fleece. Well, let's be clear here. God wasn't in Gideon laying out a fleece. He would have rather got he'd rather Gideon to have just trusted him to have done what he did. But here Gideon, he didn't believe God, he didn't trust him, and he asked God to come down and meet him on his terms before he went and did a work, before he went and gave a testimony, before he went and submitted to the call to preach, before he agreed to go and sing, he said, Lord, you gotta give me a sign. You gotta show me that you're calling me. But God, in His gracious mercy, He He come down and He did what Gideon asked. He come back that morning in the fleece. He wring the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water, the Bible says. But you know what? Gideon still wasn't happy. Isn't that just us? God to give us a sign. We'll say, well, God, if you do this, and then the next thing you know, we say, well, God, if you do that, Gideon said unto God, let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak. But this once let me prove, I pray thee, but once with the fleece, let it now be dry upon the fleece and upon the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. I'm glad God was gracious and he gave him a sign. I'm glad oftentimes he's gracious and he'd give give us a sign whenever we doubt him. But thank God for the Christian. Thank God for the one that just does what God said the first time. It doesn't ask for a sign God's dealing with you to do something. Why don't you just trust Him? Why don't you just have faith in Him and just go ahead and do what He told you to do? We see the concern, but I want us to look at the complication. The point number four, the complication in Judges chapter 7, verse beginning in verse number 2, the Lord said unto Gideon, after he finally was ready to listen to God, he is finally ready to do what God said. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand has saved me. Now, therefore go, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever it is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead, and they return to the people, twenty and two thousand, and they remain. 10,000. What did God say? He said, Gideon, you got too many people. You're getting ready to go against the army of 135,000. You got 32,000. Gideon, you just got too many. I I can't use them. Why? In verse number two, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me. What that means is lest Israel claim glory for themselves. We can't let the people. We can't. God had already seen how disobedient they could be. God had already seen how prideful they can be. He knew their hearts. He knows our hearts. He knows our innermost thoughts. And he said, he told Gideon, if we let this go and you go with 32,000 people to fight the 135,000, they're going to think that they had something to do with it. The people's going to think, you know what? We beat the Midianites. He told Gideon, he said, you got too many. You got too many. Let some of them go back. If they're afraid, let him go back, and Gideon did. And imagine as Gideon looked, now he was down with 10,000 people, but we see in verse number four, the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. There's still too many. He had 10,000. He had 32,000. Now he's down to 10,000, and the Lord said, there's still 
too many. Bring them down under the water, and I will try them from thee there, and it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee, and of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, so the same shall not go. So he brought the people down into the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shall set by himself likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lap, putting her hand to the mouth, were three hundred men, but the rest of the people bowed down their knees to drink water. And the Lord said, And get him by the three hundred men that lapped, will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand and let all the other people go every man unto his place could you imagine Gideon as he watched this and he's seen the men go and he's seen them drink and I imagine his heart he is saying well God's going to send the 300 home and he's going to leave me with the rest but God told him send the rest home and just keep the 300 you have too many Gideon we've got to get this down to where the nation of Israel where you'll see everybody will see it's not you it's me we've got to separate him a lot of people try to put breathe something into this and say why certain ones was chosen and why others wasn't but i believe that it's very simple that god wanted to give gideon a clear way to determine which ones would go and the ones that lapped the water like a dog he said you're going to take them you're going to go with them but the ones that kneel down just send them home we don't need them we can't use them i've got to have a smaller army and I want you to know today, don't get full of pride. Don't start thinking that you need big numbers. Don't start thinking that you need a lot of people with you. If you're pastoring a church and you've just got a few people this morning, well, praise God, God can use you just as he used Gideon in his 300. If you've got 5, 10, 20 people, or even, even if you've got 200, God can use you. But you've got to remember, we've got to remember it is God. We get too bad to play this numbers game. We get too bad to look at other churches and try to figure out what they're doing, why they have so many. But remember, it's God. We need to get back to a place where we trust God and let God perform the miracle. Let God get to glory. You may just have a few with you. You may be doing an outreach or something at your church and you may not have many show up. You may have two or three. Well, Praise God, you didn't have to do it alone. Praise God, you've got somebody to help you. Amen. Let's remember today, it's not the numbers that count. It's not, let's not play the comparison game with other churches, with other people and other ministries. Let's be faithful. Be faithful to serve God and be faithful to listen to Him and do what He tells us to do with what He has given us, what He was giving us, the people that He was giving us. And I believe God will Bless exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. We pray this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to invite you to join us at Riverside Baptist Church. God bless.